Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Monday, August 8th, and this is People Every Day. What a weekend, everyone. It's me, Janine Rubenstein, and really, from the moment we wrapped on Friday, the news just would not quit. Kardashians, car crashes, some new Britney Spears family drama, and today, the sudden loss of an iconic star beloved the world over. Like I said, there's a lot to get to, so let's jump right in. Word broke just a few hours ago that Olivia Newton-John has passed away. Her family shared that the hit singer, songwriter, actress, and activist passed away in her home this morning. Her husband, John Easterling, released a statement on the four-time Grammy Award winner's social media channels, saying, quote, Dame Olivia Newton-John passed away peacefully at her ranch in Southern California this morning, surrounded by family and friends. We ask that everyone please respect the family's privacy during this very difficult time. The statement also touched on the prolific performer's battle with breast cancer, noting that, quote, Olivia has been a symbol of triumphs and hope for over 30 years, sharing her journey with breast cancer. Her healing inspiration and pioneering experience with plant medicine continues with the Olivia Newton-John Foundation Fund, dedicated to researching plant medicine and cancer. Newton-John is, of course, best known for her role as Sandy, opposite John Travolta's Danny Zuko, in the iconic 1978 movie musical Grease, for which she earned a Golden Globe nomination and danced and sang into all of our hearts. Her hit single, Physical, one of many, would top the charts a few years later, becoming the biggest song of the 80s. She and Travolta appeared together again on screen in 1983's Two of a Kind. And then in 1992, she became one of the first stars to publicly share their health crisis, revealing her first diagnosis with breast cancer, which she would battle off and on for the next two decades of her life. On a personal note, she was just the sweetest. I've interviewed her multiple times for the magazine throughout the years, and she oozed just warmth and positivity, even in the face of dire circumstances. Our thoughts are with her husband and her family and her team, all who have been by her side for years, as well as her legion of fans, all still hopelessly devoted to you. Olivia Newton-John, you will be deeply missed. Moving on to news of the car crash involving actress Anne Heche, known for her roles in films I Know What You Did Last Summer and Six Days, Seven Nights, along with the TV film Gracie's Choice that earned her a primetime Emmy nomination. On Friday, the actress was allegedly inside a blue Mini Cooper that crashed into a home in L.A.'s Mar Vista neighborhood. The residents then caught on fire. The Los Angeles Fire Department told people that the accident caused, quote, structural compromise, and heavy fire. 
damage to the one-story home, and the LAFD released a statement confirming that 59 firefighters were called to the scene, and it took around 65 minutes to extinguish the blaze and extract the driver, Haish, out of the vehicle. So Lynn Michelle was the owner of the home that was destroyed in the crash. Her neighbor told people that Lynn was, quote, extremely fortunate to survive the accident with no injuries as she happened to be in another room of the house at the time. Here's another neighbor who spoke to a local news station about the incident. She was just in our house with us and told us that the dogs were sitting with her when the car came flying through. And the car stopped like two feet away from where she was sitting. Heche is reported to be in stable condition after suffering severe burns. With a story like this, we're happy to hear that no deaths were caused. We will keep you updated as we learn more about what happened. Well, I think we know the results of the sound check. Did it sound horrible? Check! Now that was the always quick and funny Sam Puckett, played by Jeanette McCurdy on Nickelodeon's hit show, iCarly. But now McCurdy is all grown up and opening up about the long-lasting trauma she says she incurred from a childhood spent in the spotlight. McCurdy, the author of an upcoming memoir, I'm Glad My Mom Died, I mean, what a title, is speaking openly about how her mother, Deborah McCurdy, didn't properly protect her from the entertainment industry. She told the New York Times, my whole childhood and adolescence were very exploited. It still gives my nervous system a reaction to say it. There were cases where people had the best intentions and maybe didn't know what they were doing, and also cases where they did. They knew exactly what they were doing. Now, 30-year-old McCurdy recalls a time her mother didn't intervene when she was given alcohol by an authority figure that she refers to only as the creator. McCurdy also offered a time where she wishes her mother had stepped in after she was pressured to be photographed in a bikini as a teenager. Jeanette's brother, Marcus McCurdy, confirmed that their mother made their childhood extremely difficult, saying, you were always walking on eggshells. And he continued that, Every holiday was super overdramatic. She'd lose her mind on Christmas if something wasn't perfect. You always hear these stories about child stars having these privileged yet painful lives. It calls to mind all that Drew Barrymore has shared over the years about her experiences as a child in the limelight. I hope, like Drew and some others, that Jeanette can find peace and move forward with a productive and happy life on and off camera. Okay, it's time to let you all in on a little news industry secret. If a story breaks late on a Friday, the person sharing the story is likely doing so in hopes of burying it. It's assumed that by the time Monday rolls around, it will be old and no one will talk about it. And that might be true for most stories, but that's never the case when it involves a Kardashian breakup. Even though their new Hulu show just wrapped the very first season a few weeks ago, we're still keeping up with the Kardashians. Today, Kris Jenner shared that the K-Crew will be back for season two on screens September 22nd. But for those of you who were rooting for Pete and Kim, get your tissues ready because over the weekend, it was revealed that the duo called it quits after nine headline-grabbing months. I just knew this was going to last, right? No, I didn't. I don't know what I knew. And keeping up with the Kardashians 
Kardashian theme, Chloe and her long-term on-and-off-again boyfriend Tristan Thompson just welcomed their son via surrogate over the weekend, again, after nine headline-grabbing months. As you can see, there's a lot to get to here, and here to talk about all things Kardashian from this weekend is none other than People's Senior Reporter of Emerging Content, Lene Brody. Welcome to the show, Lene. Thank you so much for having me. Let's start with the breakup, with a roller coaster that was the past nine months. You know, there were the tattoos Pete got in honor of his love for Kim to Kanye cutting Pete's head off in a music video. I remember all of the back and forth that these three went through on social media. So how did you hear about the news of the split and what were your thoughts? I mean, all you had to do was open any social media page that you have. And it was just splashed everywhere on a Friday afternoon. So that's how I found out. And I was like, what? The breakup was not shocked. Like, yes and no. I don't know. I kept hearing it was just for publicity, but then it also seemed really genuine when I saw them out the one time I did. Like, the way he looked at her and was with her family and, you know, involving the kids. I don't think she would involve her kids if it wasn't real for her. They really did seem, though, on on the real side of things, like a couple. So have you heard anything about why they broke up? No, I haven't, but I think it will come out. You know, it's only Monday. Like, let's let people get to work and figure out what happened. You know, they were saying that they were traveling, right? Like their schedules are too busy, which is always the go-to response. But I don't know. I kind of just maybe think that the publicity side of it fizzled out. But I don't know. In in the real world, if you go away from your man for a month or two months, whatever, like you make it work if if it's real and it's there, right? Well, I mean, he has been spending a lot of the summer in Australia. Um, And we had heard that she was excited for him to get back. He's working on that movie Wizards. But they did say that they have, quote, a lot of love and respect for each other. So we think this is amicable, right? Totally. You know, and they're demanding schedules. Also, they said, quote, it made it really difficult to maintain a relationship. I mean, it, that that is true. But wasn't Kim just in Australia? Maybe they got into a fight. Maybe it will come out. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, let's bring up uh, the Kanye West in the room. <laughs> From the moment they started dating, he was pissed, uh, to say the least. So do you think he will reopen his campaign to get her back now? You know, I I see it happening. I definitely do. The Instagram was very clear this morning on his feelings with this New York Times cover that said Skeet Davidson dead at age 28, which one I'm like, oh my God, I always forget he's 28 and she's like 40, right? But that was really dramatic. And then at the bottom, Kid Cudi meant to play funeral, but fearful of bottle throwers. Like what? Wow. I, but also, like, the over 2.2 million people that have liked it, I don't know. I think it's a little bit much. Immediately, I went to Kim's page to be like, well, what does she have to say? But we all know Kim. She's keeping quiet. I don't think she's going to engage in this. Well, speaking of relationship woes, let's move on to another Kardashian sister. Chloe and Tristan are in the news for something exciting, a new baby that has its own type of drama attached to it. But what what do we know about the new addition to the Kardashian family? So the surrogate news broke only weeks after the finale of the Kardashians era in which Chloe just finds out that the rest with the rest of the world that Tristan not only cheated again, but this time he was being taken to paternity court. The pair broke up in January and they already have a four-year-old daughter named True. She did find out like the rest of us, right? Like at first people didn't believe that, but that totally happened. And as you can see from her reaction on the show, it was 
totally real. And it was announced that they were expecting less than a month ago when reports started surfacing that there was a surrogate. A rep for the Good American co-founder, who's 38 years old, tells people that the Kardashian and the NBA player, who's 31, split in January and they just welcomed their baby via surrogate. What are we hearing? Like, what do we know about this baby? So Entertainment Tonight's reporting from a source that Tristan really wanted a baby boy and is so happy to have welcomed the son. This is going to be the first sibling to True, who's apparently, quote unquote, so thrilled to have a baby brother. The source goes on to say that she's loving every moment about being a big sister and wants to be a mini mommy to the babies, which is so cute. It's always been kind of known that these women like to have babies with the same men and have this family unit intact. No matter what happens. No matter what happens. I feel badly for Chloe because I think she just didn't see this coming and didn't know and felt so disrespected. But, like, they also weren't really together. I should say, this is True's first sibling that's in the house, as you said. That's true. Because Tristan has, has other kids. We have been on this roller coaster for years now. And everyone was like, Chloe, let it go. This is it. This is your sign. And now they have another connecting factor. Do you think they might get back together again. The last that, like, I actually asked somebody who was connected to this, they said, oh, for sure. For sure. She, she's just so in love with him. She'll keep going back. But this was, like, before the surrogacy came out. So now, I don't know. I mean, she really loves the guy, and I think she keeps wanting to give him chances. But I'm rooting for Chloe. I'm rooting for True. I'm sure even with What's happening on the other side, I'm sure there's a part of her that's just so happy to be a mom again. Lene, thank you so much for coming on. And I am sure we will have you back to talk about more of this very soon. I can't wait. Ever since her conservatorship ended, stories surrounding the tension between Britney Spears and her mother, father, and sister have been trickling out to the rest of us. And now it seems her ex-husband has entered the chat. After the break, we get into the very personal comments levied by Britney's ex-husband, Kevin Federline. But first, we are calling in an expert to give us all the juicy details from Real Housewives of New Jersey star Teresha Judice's wedding weekend. Yes, I told you this weekend was jam-packed. Right after the break, Housewives aficionado Dave Quinn takes us through table-flipping Teresa's dream but drama-filled wedding. Stay right there. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. All right, we're back, and it's time to talk about the wedding of Real Housewives of New Jersey star Teresa Judice and Louis Ruelas. Here to take us through it is People's Resident Housewives expert, Dave Quinn. Take it away, Dave. Thanks, Janine. Wedding bells were chiming this weekend in New Jersey, and Housewives fans are completely gagging over it. Congratulations are officially in order. 
for Real Housewives of New Jersey couple Teresa Judice and Louis Rulez, who after two years of dating said their I do's on Saturday in front of 220 guests at the Chateau Estate and Gardens in East Brunswick. The affair was taped for an upcoming Bravo special, though if you were on social media on Saturday, believe me, you saw plenty. <laughs> A ton of Bravo talent were there, from Teresa's Jersey co-stars Jennifer Aiden, Dolores Catania, Margaret Josephs, and Jackie Goldschneider, to a bunch of housewives across all the franchises. Louis looked dashing in a classic white coat, black bow tie, and black slacks. But Teresa's look was definitely the talk of the day and nearly broke the internet, okay? She wore a blush mermaid gown with a sweetheart neckline from designer Mark Zunio that featured over 300 yards of hand-draped English netting. On her veil, three hearts embroidered to symbolize her belief that everything happens in threes. And the Italian phrase, sempre insieme, which translates in English to always together. But on top of her head, okay guys, was this custom crystal crown tiara by Bridal Suites Couture, a nod to the fact that fans have dubbed Trey the queen of the Real Housewives in New Jersey. And then there was this dramatic oversized hairdo that I'm personally still trying to wrap my head around. It was like a bouffant, it was like half up and half down, locks falling to her wayside. This thing must have weighed a ton. Now, I told you earlier that family was a big part of Teresa's day, but her only brother, Joe Gorga, and her sister-in-law, Melissa Gorga, did not attend the event. And it's all due to a troubling blowout the foursome had at the Real Housewives of New Jersey season 13 taping days prior. Two sources told people exclusively about what happened, explaining that Joe and Melissa had been planning on attending the wedding up until Thursday night when false rumors about her marriage surfaced as the cameras rolled. Teresa's part in the matter and Louis' behavior amid their back and forth ultimately changed the Gorgas' minds. Quote, Teresa betrayed them in a way that is unforgivable, one source revealed, adding, quote, they're not going to celebrate Teresa's new marriage when all she does is try to tear apart theirs. But regardless, it didn't seem to upset Teresa. At her wedding, she made a point to toast to her, quote, chosen family. Congratulations, Trey. Wishing you and Louie all the best. Britney Spears is hurt, and she made it known this past weekend on social media. A conversation that her ex-husband, Kevin Federline, had with the Daily Mail came to light. And in the interview, Federline claimed that the two sons he shares with Spears, Sean Preston, who's 16, and Jaden James, who's 15, are choosing not to see Britney. We all know that they decided not to attend her wedding to Sam Asghari, but this is really the first time that we are hearing why her sons may be having an issue connecting with their mom lately. To jump into all the back and forth here is People's West Coast senior editor, Melody Chu. Welcome back to the show, Mel. Thanks, Janine. So let's start from the beginning. What did Kevin Federline share in this interview? And when was the last time we really heard anything from him in reference to Britney? It was probably a couple years ago now that they started tangling in court over child support and he wanted a bit more. But in terms of a sit-down interview, he really hasn't spoken much. There are some times that his lawyer would release statements, but they were largely supportive and, and saying, 
in, in terms of the conservatorship, if that's what makes Britney happy or whatever is best for the boys. But he claims that the boys haven't seen Britney in months, and that is their decision. They love their mother. He said that several times, which I think is important to point out. I don't think he's trying to slam her in this interview, but of course what he says is 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 shocking that, that the boys aren't comfortable or they're not in a good place in terms of being able to spend time with Britney. He also spoke out about Jamie Spears saying, you know, despite their own differences, he supports Jamie and feels he had Britney's best interests at heart, which which also was, I thought, a pretty bombshell. Again, I think he tried to give her a little bit of credit there and say maybe that's just how she's trying to express herself now, now that she's no longer in a conservatorship. But on the flip side, anyone in high school, I think, could could relate if the kids are making fun of them at school, saying, oh, your mom's posting nude photos again. I don't know. It's it's a tough line to, to straddle. It's definitely understandable what he's saying. But she took to her socials to respond to Federline's comments and said just hurtful, that one word. But what else did she say? Britney does not hold back these days, and and she hit back and said it saddens her to hear that her ex is now discussing a very, I guess, private situation publicly, and she insisted that she gave her kids everything, and this is all very hurtful. And she also claims that her mom, Lynn, who she's she's also publicly said you should give them to KFED during the custody battle years back. And later, I think she also said that the trauma and insults that she says she went through with everything in the last decade that has bled onto her loved ones, including her kids. It's a lot to take in, but she wasn't the only one to speak out, right? Enter Sam Ascari, her husband. He came at Kevin Hart. He said, keep my wife's name out of your mouth, which is, I think everyone, yep, that was very Will Smith of him. I think he did that on purpose. He's standing up for his wife and also saying that he, the, the fact that he's, quote-unquote, taking sides with Jamie Spears, shows who he is. Obviously, Sam has been Britney's biggest support throughout the conservatorship drama and battle. And now, you know, he's taking some shots at, at Kevin. Yeah, that quote, that the boys are very smart and will be 18 soon to make their own decisions and may eventually realize the tough part was having a father who hasn't worked much in over 15 years as a role model. Just daggers. He then said he has nothing against Kevin, which I'm like, oh, well, you did just kind of take a shot at him. But, you know, Kevin shared some photos of the boys, and we haven't seen them in so long. They're so handsome. It sounds like they take after mom and dad, actually, in terms of musical talent, which is really sweet. But they're musically inclined. They, they love sports. It was really cool to see them as they are now, actually, aside from all the drama, of course. We will certainly keep tracking this story. My heart, you know, goes out to everyone involved. I know it's all difficult in its own myriad ways. Um, but thank you so much, Mel, for being on to talk to us about it. Thanks for having me. You know, one of my favorite things about being a mom is being able to experience the world alongside my children. Every day there are things they see for the very first time, and it really just reshapes how I see the world, which is exactly why this video of an uncle who's just had his mind blown by his niece made me laugh out loud, and I hope it's something to make you smile. In the video, you see this bewildered man sitting in his car talking into the camera after having just taken his niece to the aquarium, where she apparently rocked his world. Just listen. My niece just called an aquarium a water zoo. Now I have a lot to think about, because she's not wrong. 
She's more than right. And then you just see him stare off all wide-eyed, and, and it's so funny and relatable. Now, that video has taken off. People are leaving comments with some of the, I guess, rebranding suggestions from the children in their lives. Apparently, there are kids out there who call restaurants the dinner store and others who refer to corn stalks as popcorn trees. <laughs> I just love that so much. I mean, kids are certainly making us rethink how we see things and how we say things. And I think that's a very good thing. Well, I hope we all brought you some perspective on the way you see the world today. We'll be back again tomorrow with a brand new episode of People Every Day. <laughs> 